Bonnie. I'm Carolyn and I'm a Madeline slash Renata. I'm Rebecca and I'm a Jane slash Madeline. And this is season two of Big Little Podcast. We're here to talk about, well, the premiere episode season of two season two of, of Big, Big Little, Little Lies. Lies. Which we just watched. Mm-hmm. This is our immediate unfiltered reactions. Um, so let's talk Bonnie first because she opens everything. Yes. She first of all, she's in the credits now with her own driving to depressing music scene. Um, she opens the whole show. She's the first one we see. Uh, what's going on with Bonnie, ladies? I think this is gonna be Bonnie's season. I, you know, she is obviously really plagued with the guilt of. She even says, "I killed someone." Uh, so, and I think a whole big part of this season is going to be her coping with that and, uh, obviously deciding whether or not she is going to confess and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the other, the other women, their, like, interaction with her. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I, I mean, know. she was really backburnered in season one, and it was just sort of like Nathan's new wife, and was really kind of grating and there to kind of just because she was Madeline. seemed so perfect, right. and like Zen and yoga, jewelry making, yep. and that's all fallen by the wayside. Now she's rage running like Jane in season one, and yeah. does not seem to be doing well. the The Zen is gone. There's, mm-hmm. you know, she's <laughs> she's telling Nathan let it be, but it doesn't really seem. Yeah, know, like the, that's the, her headspace whatsoever. Like the words are tracking, but the actions are not. No, this is like hot mess, Bonnie. Yeah, man. Bonnie and Nathan spent the summer in Tahoe. Apparently, weird place to spend the summer. But okay. and who is running the yoga studio and cutting the lawns of Monterey while these two are gone? <laughs> uh, I have no idea, and that's a very important question. So as long as we're on the topic of Bonnie. Let's talk about Nathan, because what the fuck is wrong with Nathan? Nathan like, had a lot of airtime and a lot of, like, important conversations, and he is really all in right, a weird so place. All right, so Nathan and Ed had another weird interaction. The sexual tension runs yeah. over. <laughs> and now he's asking Ed to talk to his wife, Bonnie, because he feels Ed can get along better with women. And then when Ed suggests that maybe... He should just fucking should, talk to his own wife. And he should not be asking his ex-wife's new husband to do the communicating for him. What exactly does he call Ed? A snide fuck. Yeah. Snide fuck. <laughs> so Steady Eddie is now snide fuck. Hashtag yeah. snide, snide fuck. So like that's His face is snide fuck. I am 100% <laughs> on board with this. I never thought... I would be, you know... Sitting here agreeing with Nathan at the end of 201, and yeah. Right, and here we yeah, are. yeah. I mean, he, he is a snide fuck. But, I mean, also, I'm going to agree with Ed that he should not be the one talking to Bonnie. Yeah. But I just think that that shows how fucking desperate uh, Nathan is and what what a disaster their relationship is right now for mm-hmm. Nathan and Bonnie. And he is. It also seems like Nathan was kind of like hitting on Madeline. Oh, he for sure. Like, yeah, and when he gives like a little heart symbol and then points to her, I was like, oh no, like Bieber shout out or something. What was that? I don't know. Yeah, they're probably gonna like have some sort of like fuck relapse. I predict that. 
Gross. Madeline mm-hmm. and Nathan are gonna like bone. Yeah, there's there's gonna be it's hate sex. Pretty much. But yeah. he's also like clearly, you know, Madeline straight up says at one point, Oh, so you're not having sex? So like mm-hmm. you can tell he's just like a horn dog that hasn't gotten laid yeah. right. and just pissed about it. It's like get over yourself, Nathan. There are bigger things going on here, you obtuse fuck. <laughs> um yeah, I was also sort of there was you know, at the end of season one, after sort of we know who's dead and everybody's sort of hugging it out at the end. They there exchanged some, a glance. Yeah, Nathan that made me think the husbands were, knew what was happening. You know, yeah, but it's, it's clear now that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely thought that too. And I would have, like, I don't know. It's interesting. I took that glance as, I don't know, I was like. I, I kind of took it as some sort of, obviously, like, Madeline and Nathan have a lot of unfinished business, mm-hmm. and that glance to me was kind of like a sign that if there was a season two, which we now have, that they would have to... Address that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they, they have they have stuff to do together. My question is, AKA why fuck. not tell the husbands? It's not like the right. husbands are going to rat on them at this mm-hmm. point, And, like, they would completely understand if they were like, hey, by the way, Perry was an abusive asshole who was beating up Celeste right. and Bonnie saved Well, it's day. very clear that they have all, that the women have all bonded together and, like, just committed to their story and just not giving mm-hmm. any other... I guess the more people to know, right. the riskier it is. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's like your husband's, like, out of all people, you would I don't think, know. I, don't I know. wouldn't tra- trust a... Trust a man? Snide fuck. Yeah. Snide fuck. What about Nathan, though? Like, I feel like Nathan's ride or die. He's not telling Bonnie, like, to piss off. You know, she. he's not gonna... Yeah. Be I, like, oh, I, no, of all of them, the I would have thought, and I think it would have helped Bonnie in this clearly awful journey she's going through to be able to talk to right. her husband. Well, she says at one point, I can't talk to my husband, I can't talk to my child, and Madeline's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you talk to us? Also, why would you be talking to your kid about pushing yeah. a guy down the stairs, even if everybody knew? I, I, I assume she just means, like, in general, she's just, like, not even she's being with mom right now. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, ignoring little whatever her name is. Is it Sky? Sky. Yes, Sky. Sky. Um... So let's talk about Celeste. She's having bad dreams and she's living with a mother who has a severe overmother, which is a waking yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Sister-in-law. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why anybody would want to live with their mother-in-law, especially the mother-in-law of the abusive husband who has just been killed. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Yeah. So obviously, we were all anxiously awaiting the arrival of Meryl Streep. Meryl has come. Meryl is which, here. The hashtag Meryl has come, and she quite is everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is everything that you you needed. Yes. She is terrifying. Yes. She is bitchy. Yeah. She is crazy. The mm-hmm. teeth are just even bigger and better than Oh my god. The teeth I are mean, a lot. I Kudos am... to Meryl to be able to enunciate through those flippers. I, I mean, know. it's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. And that scream. I mean, to do that with a mouthful of teeth. Maybe yes. it's like a Freddie Mercury phenomenon though, and she's gotten more room in her mouth to scream louder. <laughs> She, that yeah, that's Scream. Let's talk about that for a minute, because that was, like, terrifying if you're not in the room with her, but those poor children and the one just, like, spitting his food back out into the bowl is too much. The that twins aren't doing well. is yeah. the Scream that, like, only Meryl Streep could muster mm-hmm. as an actor. I mean, that was, like, primal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a woman who's won some Academy Awards. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was the scream that they try to get you to do in acting, you know, one-on-one. 
<laughs> um, they they say like dig deep inside and give oh, it yeah. a scream and Meryl dug deep. Yeah, there is a lot there. So the character of Mary Louise, which first of all I love that they named her Mary Louise. That mm-hmm. was like their nod. That's Meryl Streep's actual real which birth name. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I yes. had no idea. I I read that the other day. Um, so Mary Louise is picking on Madeline for being short. So Reese Witherspoon is 5'1". I am 5'3". Mm-hmm. So, so you're triggered a little I bit. I feel it. I feel you're it. Personally yeah. personally attacked. I feel like personally violated as a short person. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then she concocts this like ridiculous story about being like, oh, well, it's just because this short girl violated me before. And then she gets like another couple great zingers Not just in. a short person. It was vapid. a short person with like a vapid. bubbly yep. personality She's to a, cover she that vapid. she was just vapid. And Madeline's like, cool, cool, Which cool. I think is one of the worst insults you can ever oh, say yeah. to someone mm-hmm. is that they're vapid. That is like the most hurtful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Mary Louise also wants to try and raise these like <sighs> psychotic twins to be fine young men. And she's dispensing child rearing advice. Like. No. She does not. So clearly she's got no idea that Perry was like a true psychopath. Except that like we're getting into this, like Perry must have shown some sort of qualities growing up. Okay, well already, based on her character, like, would that be a good mom? No. Mm -hmm. She's literally mummy dearest. Like I'm I she's about to like bust out like no wire hangers. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, this is she is clearly not a parent that there there are so many issues that she has. Obviously, and her like deep love for this son, this like mother son connection that they clearly have. Very had. Norma Bates. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot that's gonna get unpacked there. So yeah, yeah. that her, whole tirade about all her friends' sons still being alive and being like fat and fat, middle-aged, ugly, middle-aged, like, sad, middle your son deserves to live longer because he's handsome or something. Right. Like, yeah. What was her point? I don't know. Uh, her point was just her general superiority complex. Mm-hmm. Point be like, with teeth thinking. like these, I managed to create a son like that. Yes. Like, right. Well, she asked for those teeth to look more like Perry. Really? <gasps> yes. I like, didn't know that. She but did wa- Perry have teeth like that? Well, they're not... Well, one, they're his real teeth, so they don't look as crazy, but he does have, like, a bit of a, like, overbite. Well, I'm going to have to go back and... He yeah. does have an overbite, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's an interesting... I think they look enough alike that she didn't need... No, yeah, they both look very Nordic. I think it and... is very helpful to, like, make her look... She Doubtier. looks, like, doubtier, but also, like, witchier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> you you mentioned, like, the Hocus Pocus teeth, and I got that more and more watching her. It definitely makes her look... Like a crazy witch faced bitch. Mm-hmm. So that's helping, you know. Uh, it really, Meryl Streep has this great chameleon ability. And uh, it really, I, 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 like, I like this look for her with this. It's terrifying. I she's mean. terrifying. And when Celeste wakes up from these nightmares and she's standing over the bed, that's even more of a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. like how close are their bedrooms? Like she's like in Celeste's room like mm-hmm. the second after Celeste. Although I do respect up. that she's trying to get her own apartment in Monterey. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to move in next to Jane who apparently appears to be living in the apartment that Celeste took. Right. Which is not Surprising, but yet we find out that Jane is not taking the blood money that Celeste keeps trying to give her. Right. So Perry's estate, she is trying to give her money for Ziggy, Which, and like, Jane is not cashing the check. Like, how Jane is she surviving in an aquarium? Yeah. <laughs> like Jane has gone from at least like being an accountant, where it's like okay, like I can see you making some money. Mm-hmm. She's now literally teaching 
kids about octopuses, octopi, <laughs> and doesn't know shit about octopi. I mean, the other guy's like, Jane, what are you doing? Mm-mm. You yeah. can't be making enough money to live in Monterey, isn't it, Corey? All right, and we need to talk about Corey, I think his Corey. name is. Okay, so... Which her, is the worst. Yeah, so in the preview, they kind of made it seem like that this is some sort of, you know... Budding it, romance. It, budding romance. Mm-hmm. I feel like we did not get good closure about where Coffee Shop Boy is and his coffee shop. And they're not going to his coffee shop Yeah, anymore. they yeah. went to coffee... Justice for like, Coffee Tom. Yeah. Like, it's I'm some mad. sort of Burning Man treehouse setup mm-hmm. that now everyone is hanging out at. Yeah. Weird. What was that place? Apparently it's a real place. I saw it somewhere on the internets. Like, they were talking about it. Oh. It's a real place in Monterey. Well, good good for them. But, but like, seriously, where's Tom? Yeah, where is <laughs> yeah. Tom? Like, I'm not going to sleep because I feel like he was a much, that was a much better. I, I wanted more explanation about that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we understand, like, what happened to him, or maybe she just. Well, I kind of, I mean, in theory, this is really like her first, that was her first foray into dating right. after being raped which is fine but like they gotta at least say like oh tom moved or it didn't work out or jane needed some space yeah but i want her to stay away from this Corey guy Mm because like in the preview it kind of looked like he was flirty but in i think in the preview they kiss at one point they're like in the aquarium making out so i think we're headed that way Mm -hmm. because like he came across as a total dick in this episode he did and he also looks super young like yeah he's like 18 yeah he looks Really, and he was inappropriate. You like asked Jane if she was on the spectrum. It, admittedly, Jane was dancing like a lunatic on the beach, <laughs> right? So, like, but, very yeah. close to the waves in her shoes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that that drives me crazy in the show. People like standing precariously too close mm-hmm. to the ocean in you know inappropriate shoes. Like mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, Bonnie's like in Uggs. I'm like, you yeah. don't wear yeah. Uggs on the beach. This is a psychotic <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I get it's probably cold in Monterey right now, but it seems like they're really overdressed. Like, it is still California. Yeah. Like, how cold can it really be? Somebody in California needs to chime in on this and tell us what the deal with Monterey in September is. <laughs> I, so Jane's, like, dancing around on the beach in front of the ocean and instead of, like, trying to almost run off a cliff, but, like, Bonnie's trying to run off a cliff yeah. and staring out at the ocean longingly all the time yeah. now. She is, as They've you switched. said... The mm-hmm. new Jane. Yeah. It also Meanwhile, seems like Jane is thriving. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. seem to have any sort of PTSD now. She's, no. like, moved on. It does seem like bangs. she's okay. Well, and speaking of thriving, Renata oh is thriving in a photo shoot in a uh, some, some sort, sort of, of space-aged witch dress. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit, uh, it's a little bit like Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters-ish, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Good reference. Yeah. I, fe- I got that vibe from it. I mean, it's very, like, 80s. Uh, but she's doing some sort of photo shoot and seems She's to be... still on her bullshit, though. She's still, like, literally, like, oh, my daughter, Amabella, whose name is Amabella, yeah. has an IQ of 152. She's smiling a lot more, yeah. but it's kind of that kind of smile where you're, like, it, it it's uncomfortable because she shouldn't be smiling. Do you think we're going to get, like, a By jealous, way, Har- <laughs> jealous Harper situation yeah, going like, where's on. Harper? Like, where's Harper? She's Renata's best friend. She wants everybody to know, and she's. Oh yeah, I know. think. I feel like Renata. Wait, did Harper? Was she the one with the cupcakes? No, like, no, no, no. That was no. a different mom. No, I feel like Renata is just really happy to be included in something, even that if that thing is like 
killing somebody. Like, she's just, like, excited to, like, be in the in-group and is thriving without, like, realizing the implications of Yeah, because clearly her home life, we're getting yeah. a glimpse of that, and, uh... Most terrifying, like, take Meryl Streep's primal scream out. The most terrifying part for me was Gordon's yep. creepy train basement. Oh, God. Like, that was, like, straight out of a serial Wait, have you ever been in someone's house and then you find out that they have, like, a train set Okay, now, I will cop to the fact that my family is super into model trains and my grandparents <laughs> have, like, a whole attic of model trains, but a basement of model trains is creepy. Attics, cool. Basements, not cool. No, okay? you're yeah, making a very strange that's, device. Yeah, that's yeah. very strange. I think that uh, if I, any Listen. anywhere that your model train setup is, mm-hmm. is weird. And especially those kind of people who have, like, the model train that they, like, change for the different seasons. Oh, yeah. That oh, is Lord. weird. Like, they have, like, little, like, model train trees that they I had a boss that, that used to I have. also feel like it's impossible that that house even has a basement. It's, like, built into the hillside of... It's probably, like, a bunker. Yeah. A model train bunker. It's where he keeps his, like, other wife that no one knows about. Speaking yeah, of, we got the, the a slight nod to Juliet, the mm-hmm. au pair, who features somewhat prominently in the book, mm-hmm. and has goes on to have an affair with Gordon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the drama that goes on in the trivia night in the book. So I'm sure we're going down that road. I mean, mm-hmm. Gordon, really? Is I thought... really, like, snagging, like, a young French au pair? When Renata was pulling up to the house and trying to talk to Juliet and, like... The call wasn't going through. I thought she was going to walk in, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. Or she yeah. was going to hear them, like, on the phone mm-hmm. doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's coming for sure. No pun intended. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about the Tory tit scene, because that maybe was the funniest oh my scene of yes. the show to me. Um, Steady Eddie's in the grocery store, and he runs into Tori, who is the wife of the man. Joseph. Joseph. The director that Madeline had the affair with. Uh, And now she has a new set of boobies. And she's telling everybody about them randomly. Because she got them since she was always self-conscious about her nose. She's got like a very small, normal-looking nose. I'm confused by that. That, We're just supposed to think she's batshit crazy. I think that that's just like a joke that that she says (laughs) to like deflect the fact that she... Got a set of titties. Yeah. So is she still with Joseph? I don't know. I don't she was know. really kind of hitting on Ed in a way that was. I predict that she and Ed are gonna have. You think? I is that two on the nose? I I, I mean we still. <laughs> I'm on it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we still think Ed. Ed knows, right? He just doesn't want yes. to be told, so yeah. he can. There was enough knowing looks. Know. I think that Ed okay. figured that out. I don't think they're gonna talk about it. Maybe they'll have a nice dramatic confrontation, but, but I don't that's think like even like... more reason for him to. I feel like it would be a perfect Ed passive aggressive move mm-hmm. to go ahead and sleep with the significant other of the person that his significant other slept with. Snide fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there are no talking heads in this yet, so far. But there's the footage. That the right. detectives watching. Yeah, that. the detective watching. I wonder if the that's going to be our frame now is the detective watching the footage back from the night as opposed to doing the talking heads. Mm-hmm. But that feels a little disconnected to um, me. Well, we, I don't know how much of it there could be, it seems like. Of right. Just the, that could be interesting of the women's thing. But what I was thinking is that, one, Ed in this episode seems a little bit like the guy standing on the outside going, like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with these people? Yep. And also. Um, Warren. Um, Warren Nipple. Warren Nipple. His last name is Nipple, I just <laughs> found out today, which is just perfect. Um, 
The principal. The, the principal. principal of Otter Bay. Who performs the least uh, amazing song ever school performed. Song. Yeah, his school song. Puts on a real ridiculous hat. hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take back everything I said when I said that I would fuck him out of desperation of not wanting to have to, like, fuck any of these other Monterey men. I, like, take You're it back. You're eating those words for yeah. sure. I am eating that because that was, that is not appealing. Although, I still respect his uh, little, his his little dig at Madeline. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he and maybe some of these other characters who we saw as talking heads last season are going to be... Like, bigger parts of this just to be, like, giving shit back to these women and yes. telling us what everybody's Well, and, and his line is great where he, you know, she compliments him on his opening school mm-hmm. service. Yes. And he says, no, Madeline, a service is when someone has died. Like, at a school trivia night. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that. Well, so he also claims that... So he says to her that the entire thing was basically caused by the Michigas which he pronounced very strangely, um, that Madeline stirred up. Which, do these people still not know what happened? That Perry was beating the shit out of his wife and fell with quotation marks down the stairs? Like, why do they think Madeline was at the heart of this still? And that's like, I mean, part of the record. And they're saying mm-hmm. like the the attorney, or not the attorney, the detective uh-huh. has been talking to somebody else and blah, blah, blah. Like, so that's out there. That's not like that's a secret. Right. So, so why is Madeline getting blamed? I mean, it's an active investigation still. So the detectives, the police would not be able to reveal any suspects or, you know, anything, any information that they have that it was not, uh, that would they not could. be known. So and those think- women are clammed up and not talking about anything. So as far as anyone would know that somebody died and they were there and they were the primary witnesses and could be suspects. So I think that there is a lot of speculation. I'm- so, but still, what do they think Madeline had to do with any? Like, it's Perry who's, it's not Nathan at the bottom of the stairs. It's not Bonnie at the bottom of the stairs. It's Perry. Like, what? Perry had no reason to be there if it wasn't for that confrontation. So I don't understand why mm-hmm. Madeline is being right. blamed for this I at think all. it's just because Madeline is always like a shitster. A, a shitster. So because something happened and she was there, I think, and because there would probably be very little information released and people just, you know, their imaginations are running wild, I'm guessing, based on how like an active investigation would work. All right. We'll find out if you know enough from your one Law and Order appearance. The one time I was yeah. on Law and Order, and <laughs> to, well, to I, I mean, exactly I do watch. I, I I did watch like six episodes of Law and Order the other day on my day off. So oh, okay. I feel so like she's mm-hmm. practically a detective. Yeah, I mean, at least if not a district attorney. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. a... <laughs> um, let's talk about the asshole daughter for a minute because oh, we still have to put up with her bullshit. They have to find a way to make her worse. I know, <laughs> and we knew she didn't want to go to college, so like. I mean, Why don't they just let her take a fucking gap year and cut her right. off financially mm-hmm. and be like, all right, how are you feeling saving the world here? So yeah. what Sugar startup plum? is hiring an 18-year-old? Yeah. Right? Well, not, that she's startup sounded go, like, build not... Habitat for Humanity Houses or whatever. It no, it like. wasn't like... Hab- it didn't even no. sound... It was... It, it, it was for-profit homeless housing. for-profit... Yeah. It did not sound like, it, it, like something that was on the up and up necessarily. 
Um, oh, well, that's probably true because she did try to sell her virginity. Oh, we got two cats in here now, everybody. If you hear her jingling. That's, yeah. That's cat There are two. mascots. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so it's time for Madeline. Her life is upside down. She has a job now. She's selling real estate, apparently a shitload of it. She's eating a lot of carbs, and I'm concerned. As a carb eater, <laughs> yeah. we see her. She First, she deep throats a cupcake while <laughs> telling the principal to shove it. Mm-hmm. And then... Like we turn around and she's holding two more cupcakes two that she's eating, cupcakes. and then like, the and then she goes and has a muffin, muffin. <laughs> a chocolate muffin. I'm like Madeline, chickaboom, let's calm down. Like I know you're stressed, but like, let's lay off the sweets. <laughs> so I'm worried, no, she's still but I, it might be like mm-hmm. a character thing this season, like where it is that's one of everyone's mm-hmm. dealing with things in different ways. And It'd I'm be great if we're she gonna, just got like each episode like progressively, yeah, like, a little she's more like start doing some stress eating. I mean, we've all been there. Like, that, I think, would be a really fun character choice for her. Um, and she is all over town. Like, she is barely taking care of the, that kid anymore. She is Chloe doesn't just, need parents. Well, Chloe doesn't need Chloe's parents. running Chloe a label by now. looks She's like good. 25. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has aged. She aged up the most of the kids. Mm-hmm. She definitely looks the oldest. She's probably, like, 13 or something. Well, and you yeah. saw the pictures from the premiere. She's, like, a full foot taller than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. yeah. She definitely I mean, she was supposed oldest. to be, what, they were, like, six? Well, I, yeah, they were supposed grade. to be. So first they were supposed grade. to be like first grade. So let's mm-hmm. say like six. What, six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was probably like eight, maybe a like a short nine or like mm-hmm. eight turning nine. And so now, like two years later, she is like she 12. could be like eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve. Yeah. yeah. Which you know, eleven year olds nowadays they look they they're look like old. Instagram influencers now. And they're have lip like fillers. they, they yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh God. So Madeline, we also find out, is the one who started the story that Perry slipped instead of yes. just telling the truth, which in the book, it was Renata, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily planned, right? Like, no. So this is similar to the way the book goes. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that's going to go. She's just like, I'm protecting Bonnie, and Bonnie's like, I don't want your protection. We hear that Bonnie wants... To go confess because yeah. she's like, I would have gotten She's pacing off. outside the police station, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like will be something that she does, uh, like that will she, won't she. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to have to ride that out all season. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Which is not going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I did feel in general this episode was a little bit disjointed. Like it mm-hmm. felt, and I think maybe I'm missing the conceit of the talking heads too. I think mm-hmm. that that was helpful. Oh. That didn't didn't go well. We're trying to deflect cats and podcasts (laughs) because we're multi-talented women. So, Um, talking about disjointed, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) wow, we are we're really on the nose tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just felt like the the pacing was off, and I guess it's like a first episode. Well, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of exposition they've got to do, setting up all the pieces for the Mm -hmm. season, but it did feel. Like, the editing was strange. Like, it just was jumping around in a way that... I... Well, right from the get-go, they started it with, um, you know, kind of like a clip show of last season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of strange editing, I was like, wait, I didn't watch this show. They made it... I felt like there were scenes in there that we hadn't actually seen in season one. It did feel... Yeah, and it was edited to be a much more... If you just watched that, Thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to get into the show, but I'm not going to go back and watch it. Yeah. And you just watch that. You'd have a very different impression of the show, mm-hmm. the characters, everything. For sure. 
And then going into this, I think this episode tried to set up, I, I, I don't know. It was like they tried to like take down the speed of it. You know what I mean? Like that, that clip show from mm-hmm. last season, everything looked like there was a lot of action. It was craziness and intensity. And this episode had some intensity, but it all felt, it was a slow burn, I felt. I mean, I know you're not going to get mm-hmm. some big, exciting thing happening in, se- in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just felt I that the that. pace was almost, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I needed something I to think happen. I honestly, like, at first I really didn't like the talking heads, but I think that's what I was missing. I was missing that, like, pullback from mm-hmm. the characters, the, you know, that stand-in for that perspective. the audience. And I think if we're shifting that to Ed... Who we've mm-hmm. already gotten to know as a you know pretty know. major character, like that's not going to work. Like yeah. it's got to be, you know, you need the Harper. You need I don't know any of their names mm-hmm. except for Harper, but like you need and those the people. Warren titties. Yeah. What's his name? Warren Nibbles. Nibbles. Okay, we got titties on the brain after. Yeah, our, yeah, or or tits. Yeah, yeah, tits McGee with in in the grocery store with her melons. Yeah, I Tory think that's tits. what I was missing. Tory tits. <laughs> but again, like, how do you continue to do that? That was obviously they were being interviewed by the police. Mm-hmm. Was the Talking Heads? And in the book, it's a journalist who's doing it. And I almost would wish that right. it'd been like a different sort of set of Talking Heads that were being interviewed by a journalist. I thought mm-hmm. that maybe would have been mm-hmm. interesting. So maybe they'll come back. Who knows? But it would be kind of strange now to bring them back after they haven't been in the first one. Um, so there's also a new evil twin in town. Let's talk about these little satanic twins for a minute. Yeah. Amabella is no longer the creepiest yeah. kid in Monterey. Congratulations, did Amabella. We, did we even see her? No. Yeah, you see, like, Renata, like, hugging her, okay. I think, oh, okay. at the very beginning. Um, so, I mean, we just hear but the fact that we aren't like just arrested by how terrifying she is, is speaks right. volumes. Growth. Max was the bad twin last yeah. season. He was the one who was bullying everybody. But in this one, Josh stabs him with a fork at dinner. Like tries to poke him with a fork at dinner, and is kind of. It seems like they're at each other's. Throat. Yeah, I was very confused because mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, Josh was the bad one, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I, I well, they did just lose their father. Yes. So, and they both were obviously aware. I mean, that was that brilliant flash of a scene in the seventh episode where mm-hmm. you can see that they've been mm-hmm. hearing this the entire mm-hmm. time. So, like, they both were subject to, right? You know, privy to the abuse. And are they going, going to therapy? So, Celeste yeah, like, is back why? with a therapist, but mm-hmm. like, are they getting therapy? I should hope so. Like, put this those whole episode is just filled with people needing. You'd also think Bonnie, for being so woke, would be in therapy. Yeah, like, yeah. Being so, she like, seems like she would have just been in therapy before for like with. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those, like, I just yeah. maintain my mental health by mm-hmm. seeing a therapist regularly. Yeah, confusing. Yeah, I think that everyone needs therapy. So the episode, they're replaying it currently on HBO right now. Why is he He's holding, holding a, a baseball okay. bat? Yeah. So the scene where Gordon <laughs> is playing and with his model trains and drinking, he is, like, cradling a baseball bat and looking so forlorn. I am really excited to see where this goes. Renata is not coming to his office to have sex in the middle of the day anymore, and he's really upset. She's too busy. She's doing empowering women in power (laughs) suits. So our favorite bar is back. The fire pit bar is also back. Um, And Jane and Celeste are having a heart-to-heart that seems like they should have had it like six months ago. But for some reason, they're just now talking about this. And Jane is like, do you ever hate me? Basically, I, you know, had... I'm the other woman, even if he did rape me. And Celeste is like, what the fuck, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it went from 
they kind of were having like a, a sweet moment, and it did get awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you could you could feel. Celeste the, was like, I guess I'm supposed to be feeling yeah, weird about this. It but hadn't Celeste occurred to me just now. really wants her to take the money. Yeah. Like she really wants mm-hmm. you know Ziggy to have that. Um, Ziggy got a dye job, by the way. He's now like redheaded. Yeah, Are you to dye your kid's hair is that allowed? I don't know. I, I mean, it's probably so he can play young Sheldon or something, and he can't well, go back to being blonde. But. I I thought maybe because it. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I giggle every time I think back. Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Yeah. It's <laughs> the silliest Yeah, why? I am confused show. as to why they decided he needed to have, like, auburn hair. Like, mm-hmm. Jane's character developings were enough. Like, we didn't yeah. need to also see Ziggy getting it. But I guess it's probably due to some sort of other role. Well, Jane and Ziggy are also dancing around to Bad Reputation, which I kind of love. Yeah. like, it alludes to the fact that they are now the Monterey Five, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. O- only they're just hearing this hashtag of theirs now. From which, Rando Surfer Aquarium, Boy Corey. Right. Yeah. He's gross. Um, <laughs> the music in general in this episode was good. A lot of, like, throwback tunes, which I like. And we got Sufjan Stevens' yes. wonderful song from Call Me By Your Name, which is just one of my favorite movies, so I did enjoy that. But a weird song to be dancing to on the beach. Like, it was mm-hmm. a very, like, melancholic song, and Jane is just, like, rocking out like she's listening to Bad Reputation. Right? Yeah, and with very weird interpretive dancing. Yes. Uh and also the Harvest Moon cover, who yeah. we don't know who it's by. No, that was weird. No. I mean, up. it was a good callback to season one. Yes, but mm-hmm. yes. and it's it still did, weird. It, it was like spliced over her, like having that like flashback fantasy of like Perry being like a tender, nice man instead of like the abusive prick we all know he was. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, um, Celeste is having all these nightmares. The first one is in like the fertility clinic. Yep, and mm-hmm. she's beating him up. Um, and then the last one, she screams, no, I killed you, I think is what she screams. Well, because they're, it, she's having a dream where they're all like in a lineup in their Audrey right. Hepburn outfits and the detective brings in what you think is going to be a witness. Like at first, because yeah. of the editing, like you think that maybe this is actual because you, yeah, a flashback because we've been getting flashbacks. Right. Yep. And then of course it becomes a dream because the witness that steps forward that the detective says, take your time. And it's Perry, and yeah. she like loses her shit and runs at the runs at the mm-hmm. window. And uh, I thought that was actually one of the more uh, like effective scenes mm-hmm. to me because that would be really that's that, that would be really chilling because they're all hiding the fact yeah. that they were actually involved in his murder. Mm-hmm. And she and and I think that this episode really did a great job of showing how conflicted she has to fucking be because yeah. there is a part of her. That still like, loves him and misses him because of these, like, good moments they had. But yeah. is also glad he's gone because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he was a horrible person who was beating her. And, uh, but it is so complicated. And I think that they did a really good job, like, yeah. showing where she is yeah. mentally. And, um, as we mentioned before, Meryl is, or Mary Louise is never far from her bedroom door apparently and comes running in when she yells this and hugs her and then says, who are we planning to kill? Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then black it's credits. Yes. What do you think? How does Celeste get out of this? I don't know. I, I really think that Mary Louise is going to be at the heart of she at the heart of drama. It would be season. a waste of Meryl Streep if she wasn't. Well, obviously. She has got to like, be. Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. But 
Meaning that I think, like, she is going to become... The one that unravels everything. Puts yeah. the pieces together. Maybe gets Bonnie to confess. Maybe, or is, like, a person who helps, like, instigate other, yeah. other dangerous situations. Oh, yeah. Or, we can't just, or yeah. gets into, you know, becomes, like, a target for danger herself. Well... But more likely, based on this episode and yeah. her manipulative, like, icy, yeah. really unhingedness. <laughs> we got a quick look at, um, you know, the rest of the season, the next episode, whatever. And to me, it seemed like it was suggesting that there there was going to be some turmoil. Oh, no, I dropped my phone. Sorry, guys. Um, between the women. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm kind of excited for. Mm-hmm. And this happy, like, everybody getting along thing. Yeah, like, this happy beach picnic is It's over. nice, but, like, come mm-hmm. on. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering if good old Mary Louise is going to be stirring some shit Pot up stirring. between everybody. Yeah. Well, she already has tried. Yeah. She has, like, full-on gone after Madeline. Madeline. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Mary Louise versus Renata. Just give me that. That's yeah. all I want, and I'll be happy. The rest of the season going to be trash, but if I get, like, a great Laura Dern versus Meryl Streep moment, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, so, other revelation I just realized, Celeste is not back to practicing law yet. Yeah. No. Come on, Celeste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's still kind of a mopey mess. Mm-hmm. Um, her clothing, you know, she's yeah. markedly dowdier. Her hair is all unkempt. She's not wearing any makeup. She's waking up late to she's get She's waking up late and throwing on sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is relatable. I appreciate that. Yeah, like, totally. But Celeste is no longer, like, this effervescent beauty queen. But she queen. doesn't need to be doing that. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that that was part of the expectation with her relationship with Perry. Yeah, and she shed that now. Yeah. And, and the therapist was, like, being like, yo, get back on the saddle, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and Celeste is like... Do you think she's going to get a date this season? I don't know that. I feel like it'd be kind of weird. Like, she'd yeah. have to have some like serious character development based. On she where has we Mary Louise off. there to babysit while she. Oh god. <laughs> while she goes out, teach her sons how to be like hideous, abusive monsters. Good oh. men. She's mm-hmm. teaching them how to be fine young fine men. Fine young, young men. men. Creepy. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll see you guys next week. I guess. Yeah. Okay.